Welcome to this episode of Bob Cooney's VR Deep Dive Podcast. In this series, Bob connects you with some of the leading innovators and thinkers in location-based VR. It is Bob here, and I am, uh, I've just literally just landed in New York and jet took a train across the city and got to a Regis and trying to make the connections work and um, and because everybody's always bitching about my internet connection. So they have a corporate grade connection here. I don't know. Let's put it to the test. Regis, you're on the line. (laughs) You are on the hook, Stephen. Dude, thanks for joining, man. Thank you for having me. And so we've been chatting back and forth for I don't know, several months now, we got to sit down and, and have a chat in Paris and I got to yeah. kind of get an idea of what you guys are doing. So give us a quick uh, background on on the company and how you got where you are and then we'll talk about where you're going. Cool, yeah. So my company's name is Ballast Technologies and we are the pioneers of something that we like to call aquatic virtual reality. So aquatic virtual reality, as it sounds, is any sort of virtual reality that involves water. And for us right now, that is segmented into two main products. We make virtual reality systems that work on water slides and virtual reality systems that work in swimming pools. So we've developed these systems in the last two years and sell these systems to water parks. Uh, They charge their guests to do these experiences. And so we kind of stumbled into pioneering this location-based entertainment virtual reality company. And the idea was born out of a curiosity to see what it would be like to combine virtual reality with floating in a pool. You know, there's a lot of benefits to being in water. One of them is that you sort of have this zero gravity feeling Others that we figured out along the way and we didn't realize at the time when we started experimenting with it are that you don't have any motion sickness in water. Essentially, the inner ear shuts off when your body is submerged in water and that prevents almost any feeling of motion sickness while you're with, right? Which is just that, you know, you've got this amazing experience. And like the first thing I'm thinking is that, you know, that, you know, you don't want chunks in the pool, right? That would be terrible. It's actually the opposite. Yeah. And that was one of like the first things that we kind of realized when we built the first prototype, it was like, wow, there's, there's something really interesting happening here with locomotion and thinking that you're moving in the water, but not actually moving. So initially that was kind of the idea was, was can we experiment with doing VR floating in a pool, feeling like an astronaut going through the ocean. And then as we were looking to turn that idea into a business, we, came across the idea to put VR on water slides at the same time and started developing this into a, a, an entire range of products that we now sell. To and so what's the, the mix right now? So, because I'm, I'm like, you know, my interest in this whole thing started with the swim with dolphins thing, right? So I wrote this, this series of blog posts and one of them has been like watching what's happening at SeaWorld. And, you know, for me, it was, you know, my, my ex-wife loved dolphins. And so we took her to the Hilton Waikoloa village and, in Hawaii on the big island and she did the whole swim with dolphin experience and you know and afterwards I was just struck with massive guilt for supporting that and mm-hmm. so that's how I found out about you guys but now you're you're moving into different markets like what's what do people really want like where are you seeing traction yeah you know all across the board luckily so the first system that we developed was the water slide system and that was born out of a partnership that we discovered through IAPA 
so what was it? 2016, late 2016 was when I had the idea to do VR in water. In 2017, I was working a job at the Discovery Channel. I was running the creative at the department that oversaw their VR content and was working that job while still trying to figure out how to turn this idea into a business. And we were talking to people about raising money. Nobody really understood the idea or we didn't even really understand the business behind it yet. And so I was just trying to do a lot of fact finding. And along the way, we had received an inquiry from a water park. And so it got me thinking about the entertainment market and the attractions industry. That led to me having a conversation with somebody who told me about the IAPA conference. And in July or June of 2017, we went out to Singapore to go to the IAPA conference there and just kind of start meeting people in the, in the industry and, and see if people were interested in virtual reality. While we were at that conference, we met this German waterside manufacturer called Wiegand Melzer. And at the time, it was being run by a, a visionary named Reiner Melzer, who has really had a big impact on the, the water park industry. He was the guy that came up with the idea for the spinning water slide, the rotating water slide. I'm not uh, sure if you've ever I've seen, seen that, seen but that. It's, it's called the slide wheel. And in the last couple of years, I mean, he was really driving things forward with his company uh, and looking for new innovative ideas. So we sat down at that conference and he had expressed to us that they had been trying to do VR on water slides just to amp it up a notch, but they had failed to get the tracking to work. And so we said, hey, we, we can take a stab at it. We'll, we'll do it. We put together a budget within 24 hours. And the next day we sat down and said, yeah, this is what it's going to look like. This is what it's going to cost. Here's how long it'll take. And before we knew it, a month later, we were flying out to Germany. I still had my full-time job, but I, I took a few days off, went out to Germany, signed a contract with them, and then a few weeks after that, we formed the company officially, moved to Germany to live at a German water park, and started development on the VR slide system. Fast forward, you know, it's now been in operation for about 18 months, and the VR slide has the highest volume of any of the experiences that we've created so far, just because on a water slide, you, you are able to get hundreds of people down the slide an hour. And so we're seeing huge demand uh, on the installations that we've done for, for VR on water slides. And it's great for the parks because they're, you know, upcharging two or three euros per ride. And they have between, you know, 500, 800 visitors a day that are actually choosing to, to, wow. to pay for this upcharge experience and um, go wow, down the slide. Amazing. So, and so how many locations are you in now and, and with the water slide? And then, and then let's talk about the deep dive snorkeling thing too. Yeah. So uh, across the board, we're in five countries. The VR slide is installed at three water parks at the moment. That is in Munich in Prague and in Austria, right on the Hungarian border in a town called Lutzmansburg. And across all three installations we've had, I think the total is somewhere around 320,000 people wow. ride those slides. And we've got a few more coming up, but I can't exactly reveal where they're going to be just yet, but uh, we'll be putting some, some new slides into yeah, and I assume you're going to be at IAPA. Do you have a? Are you going to be there yourself, or are you going to be within somebody else's booth, or how are you how are you showing up in Orlando? 
Yeah, we'll, we'll be at IAPA. We're going to have an outdoor booth space in the parking lot. And the reason for that is that we're actually going to have an above ground pool where we're going to be showing off our snorkeling system diver and something that we, we just rolled out at WWA called Diver Plus, uh, which is a motor-based system where people are wearing the, the VR snorkeling mask and they're holding on to a thruster which is giving them sort of an added fourth dimension of bubbles and current. And, and that's what I uh, saw in, in Paris, I think, in Iapo. It's, like, it's kind of like a James Bond underwater, like, torpedo jet ski thing that you hold on to. And it, and it just adds to the immersion. So similar yeah. to the void or one of those things where you get the vibrating floor and you get the wind. In this case, you're just getting cavitation and bubbles. And I haven't done it yet, but I can absolutely imagine how effective that is in fooling the brain into thinking you're actually moving. Yeah. So Diver, like the snorkeling product by itself is already like, it's the height of immersion, right? You really are tricked into believing that you are wherever we're showing you that you are because when your body's in water, you just kind of forget your other senses. And it feels very natural to have a dive mask on and, and to be seeing something through the window of this dive mask. But taking that another step and adding speed and adding vibration to it, it really kind of takes what we've done with Diver and adds a thrill ride element. So it's kind of cool that we've been able to, even very early on, figure out two different types of experiences for this submersion-based technology. Yeah, now I've got a, I don't know if you can hear me, I've got a video I want to tee up, which is from your YouTube channel. So I'm going to go ahead and play this. So yeah, so this is this is showing off Diver. Um, essentially, what you're seeing here is uh, a snorkeling mask. So we've built, we've custom built this snorkeling mask that is uh, creates a watertight seal around the face and has a display inside the headset. Um, what you see here is that the person is actually tethered to an anchor. So you know, for a long time, we thought we were going to have to develop sort of, sort of a tracking system underwater that would keep you away from the edges of the pool. Turns out that it's a lot easier just to hold people in place. And the advantage of that is that you actually believe you're moving forward. You actually believe you're going in the directions that you're swimming in because being in water sort of tricks your brain again. This guy's reaction is great. He's Where'd a time uh, go? championship it swimmer. Unbelievable! <laughs> I, was, I was trying to touch the whale. <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable! This is magical. How do I get one? <laughs> That's awesome.
Yeah. So that is Diver. That's a product that we finished last year in the fall of last year after we had deployed the first uh, VR slide system. And that was really cool because, you know, building the VR slide system taught us so much about device management and operation inside these water parks that we, you know, solved a lot of the, the software and operation problems while we were building the VR slide. And so it was really fluid for us to be able to turn around and apply everything that we had learned from the water slide system yeah. to this snorkeling system and be able to launch one right quickly right after the other one. So what types of locations do you see this snorkeling system going into? I've talked to, you know, there's a timeshare we've talked to that's looking about putting it, potentially deploying it into one of their pools and because they're looking for things to, for people to do. Like it, it feels like there's a massive untapped market where you could just like drop this in to existing locations. Like what kinds of conversations are you having? I know, you know, water parks are one place, but you know, it almost feels like there's a bigger opportunity mm. elsewhere. What are you hearing from people? For sure. Yeah. You know, we've kind of gone after the water park market just initially because these are high volume places where we can sell this system for, you know, uh, quite a, a lot of money. And those customers have a chance at gaining their revenue back very quickly within 12 months. So we've kind of initially just gone after that market because we're still a small company. We're still kind of building up to scale. But as soon as we're ready to scale, I see us being able to put this system in any existing pool space in the world. You know, that's resorts, that is hotels. And eventually at some point that, that even could be consumer, you know, backyard pools. The advantage of this is that you really don't need much to operate it. Ideally, you want to be between in water that's between three and four feet. You know, one of the biggest issues for us is safety. And we want to make sure that people yeah. can stand up if they ever have any problem with the snorkel or anything like that. So, you know, we sort of mandate that the operators have to operate this in three to four feet of water. You know, it's an attractive offering to these resort owners and these hotel owners because they have the existing pool space. They're not monetizing it right now. And this is a product that can you know, instantly let them transform that space, that square footage. Now, there is and, an attendant and required, right? I mean, that's it. something we talked about. And there's, a, you know, there's that whole ratio of users to attendance. And, and especially if they're not going to, most of these, a lot of these roads don't have lifeguards on staff, right? And so what do you tell them about that? How do they manage it? True. At the moment, yeah, we're, we're, we're very adamant that, you know, there's always an attendant and an operator there overseeing the guests just because, you know, as we roll this product out, we, we want their, you know, safety to be a primary concern. I think at a certain point, it would be conceivable that we could, you know, sell these to hotels that don't necessarily have lifeguard operators out at the pool, but they would check the equipment out to their guests have their guests sign a waiver and make sure that the guests are yeah. uh, responsible for each other. So, you know, have a sort of a buddy system going on there where they're always using it in pairs and people are watching out for each other. You know, we've seen that there aren't really a lot of safety concerns, especially when you're doing this in shallow water. You know, when you put this in the hands of, of, of people, anything can go wrong. But I think that there's a lot of products out there that require some degree of uh, just responsible operation and we can follow those same guidelines and, you know, sort of uh, explain our rules clearly, make sure that people understand them and let them experience this product. 
can, so, so can you step us through the economics? Like, you know, you know, I've talked about it and, and just the, the a high level throughput cost price per play and what have, what's your experience been now and, and how can people make money with this? Yeah. So one of the most exciting developments for us as we've launched this in the last year has actually been pursuing revenue share partnerships. And, you know, it's actually turning out to be sort of the most interesting business model for this product. We rolled out with Kalahari this summer. Uh, first, we were at the Pennsylvania Poconos location, and then we rolled out in the Wisconsin Dells. And we're doing revenue share with them, which has been great. You know, they're offering it for $10 per person for a single experience, uh, $15 for two experiences, how long is $20 each experience? for three experiences. Okay. Each experience is five minutes long. And with, you know, a, a simple instruction, it adds up to being about six or seven minutes per individual. You know, on average, we're seeing about 100 visitors a day. And so it's generating really good revenue at those parks. And, and I think, you know, long-term, this is, we're, we're still kind of modeling this out, but we've been selling this to parks and making that, that one-time sale is great for us as an early company yeah, because we're, flow, we're still yeah. building up our, our capital. But in the long-term, I, I do think that the revenue share model is a really interesting way to go as long as we can kind of set some parameters around what our targets are for these operators. And yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're generating somewhere between it's like 15 and $20,000 a month at these locations yeah. that are doing a hundred people a day. So it's a great value proposition. I think, you know, obviously there's certain parks and locations that meet that criteria that have enough visitors coming through the park on a very regular basis that have long seasons. You know, the, the indoor water parks have, year-round seasons. And, and have you thought about us. just like um, putting this in a, a suitcase and going to every timeshare and, and hotel in Orlando? Like, it seems like there's enough business in Orlando just by itself to keep you guys busy for five years. <laughs> you know, I, I would be happy to partner with somebody that wants to go do that. We're literally taking on as much as we can as a small team right now. And I think that there is massive opportunities to for us to partner with sales partners and, and distributors. That's how we're kind of scaling the business right now is that people have been reaching out to us from all over the world. And we're trying to you know give them all of our knowledge, uh, all of our expertise in how to sell this and letting them sort of run with it and you know making sure that there's a very good proposition for them to make money as they do this as well. You know, that's the biggest thing right now is like we've been selling to, to big water parks because that's a relatively small market that we can handle. And as we get the resources to scale, as we can handle more customer support issues, you know, have better resources to, to support all the products that are out there, then we will start going to these hundreds and, and, and thousands of places yeah, that yeah, are untapped. And so that's the end of part one of this interview. Please join us for parts two and three shortly.